0: Thank you for joining Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East End Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study is 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the Word of God, therefore, we're faithful, we're bold, believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. You know, there is no plan B. There's no plan C. There's only plan A. And that belongs to God. Again, I want to thank you for joining the online service of the Cornerstone of Grace. If you're looking for church growth and ministry, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. Now I want to remind you that on Wednesdays, every Wednesday from 12 a.m. to 3 p.m., we are fasting and praying. The Bible says some things come by fasting and prayer. And so I want to invite you to join on with us as we fast every Wednesday through the end of uh, September. You know, and as you fast, pray and ask God for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. You know, because that's going to go a lot further than money. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding goes a lot further than favor. You know, the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding will take you open doors and take you places that uh, otherwise it it wouldn't happen. And, And so the Bible tells us that if any man lack wisdom, let him ask God. And so I know I lack some wisdom and knowledge in some areas, and I'm certainly praying. For his guidance, his leading uh, in finances, his leading in um, other areas, and there's nothing ask, there's nothing wrong with asking the Lord to uh, to ask you fast to help you and to bless you and, re- and the different relationships that exist, you know, from marriage to children to uh, business, you know. So let's let's pray and ask God to help us open our understanding. You know, it it don't hurt. It it don't hurt. What harm will it do? That's the way that you can look at it. You know, the Bible said man should always pray. And so as we go through our day, we can pray. Just like we can sing a song and hum and whistle or whatever, you know, you do. You can can pray. No one even has to know that you're praying, that you're talking to the Lord. And so that's every Wednesday from 12 a.m. to 3 p.m., to the end of September, the last Wednesday of September. Now, if you have questions or desire fellowship with COG, um, or maybe you're, maybe you're like us, you're having an event that's coming up. Uh, we have our uh, annual leadership conference on, April, on October 5th, 6th, and the, 7th, and the 8th, not the 7th, the 8th. Uh, please visit ConnectingTruth.org. Send us your information regarding your event. We certainly will be posting our event or a link to it um, uh, soon. And so, again, that's connect.org. Now, we are preparing for 2024, and that is three nights of Pentecost. And, um, you know, if you on our website, you'll see that the days are counting down. And so there are 263 days is uh, leading up to the 50th day. And then we will be in three nights, a three-night celebration of that. And so um, uh, there's more to come. You're not going to want to miss that. And so we thank God and certainly solicit your prayers as we are seeking to do God's will. Now, another thing that we're doing is we're casting our nets out into the deep. And on the 10th, September 10th, we'll have a communion, communion, excuse me. We'll have communion and anointing service on September 10th, and that's at 9 a.m. on that worship service. So you're going to want to be there, invite family and friends to come on that day as well. Now, we're in the book of Genesis. And my prayer is that you are learning and that you are enjoying the information. I know that That uh, here at Cornerstone, we deal with a lot of fundamentals, which is great. You need to start from the scratch. You need to start from the beginning and understanding things. And certainly uh, some things, everything impacts our spiritual, but it also starts with our natural. You know, the Bible said first come the natural, then the spiritual. And so as we uh, go through the book of Genesis, my prayer is that you see they are people just like you and I. They're not fictitious. uh, These are not myths, but they're people just like you and I, and there are historical information on them as well. Uh, And and so when you read the Bible and you read about situations and things that occurred, you're also reading history, reading history. And it can be proven through the history lessons, which we are not going to go into apologetics tonight. And so we're in the book of Genesis touching what is referred to as the law of particularization moving from the general to the particulars talking about the universe earth man and spirit and we are touching the creation and a principal person who is the cosmological meaning the cause of all things and the teleological the designing mind behind everything right And so let's turn our attentions to Genesis, the 21st chapter, beginning at the uh, first verse, Genesis 21, beginning at the first verse, it says, and the Lord visited Sarah as he said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken, and Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the time of which God had spoken to him and Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him whom Sarah bared him Isaac and Abraham circumcised his son Isaac uh, being eight days old as God had commanded him and Abraham was a hundred years old, when his son Isaac was born unto him. And Sarah said, "Uh, God hath made me to laugh so that all that hear will laugh with me. And she said, who would have said, Abraham, that Sarah would have given Given children suck, for I have born him a son in his old age. And the child grew and was winged, and Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. Now, I want to take a thought from here for Bible class tonight, and that is re- regardless of how it looks, he keeps his word. God will keep his word. Now, and, and you have to go back and look at the chain of events that has occurred uh, during this time, because there has been um, a multiple uh, occurred uh, from the time that they left the land of the Chaldeans. And one of the things that was pointed out very early on in Genesis 11 and 30, it says, but Sarah was barren, she had no child. So this was pointed out very early because this was going to be a a big deal. This was a big issue, this was a big matter. And so it's not something that that can not be ignored, especially at the fact that it it was pointed out so early on uh, that Sarah had no child. Now, when we get to the 15th chapter, the, the Bible tells us that at the first verse there, um, it says after these things, the word of the Lord Abraham in a vision saying, fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and exceeding great reward. I'm your shield and exceeding great reward. Second verse says, and Abram said, Lord, what will thou give me seeing I go childless. And the steward of my house is Elazar uh, Damascus. So uh, he had an, an an issue here that he wanted God to address, and that was um, uh, the fact that he didn't have a child. And when um, when I go, when my time is up at my demise my servant the steward of my house will inherit everything i want would like a of my own to inherit this and so abraham said behold uh, to me thou has given no seed now uh, he looks at the lord that he is without child and you know and we have to do the same thing uh, we have to look to the lord that if there's something lacking You know, and when I say something lacking, I mean that that we are not causing it to occur. I remember a a sister asking for prayer that she might bear a child for her husband. Well, you can't ask for prayer to bear a child for your husband and you're taking birth control pills Uh, that you can't do that. So you don't want to prevent something you're, you know, and make it seem like it's, God, it's not God. It's just like that. there are a number of scenarios, another number of things that we could bring up at this time that people are praying about. And at the same time, that's all they're doing is just that they're having words because there is no other action. There's nothing else to go along with that or they're counteracting the very thing that they're asking for. If you're asking to be a student and you're praying about it, it's not going to happen because you prayed about it. You're going to have to pick up that book and study. You're going to have to quiz. You're going to have to test. You're going to have to find out where your areas of weaknesses are when it comes to studying. Or maybe you have a poor study habit, or maybe just being lazy. You you get sidetracked. And those are the things that we have to be concerned about, and that's being disciplined. So the prayer is not that you um, that you can't study; in an area of discipline that needs to be nurtured. And so, but we're not going to stay there. Um, but Abraham said, "Because, uh, behold, to me thou hast not uh, no seed, and so the one that is born in my house uh, would is heir." the servant that has been born here and behold the word of the lord came unto him the fourth verse thou shalt uh, this shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of your own bowels shall be that heir. and he brought him forth uh, aboard and said look now toward the heavens the lord is leading him and talking with him and, and tells him to look at the heavens look uh, look at the stars if you can number them so your seed is going to be like that. You're going to you're going to blow up, man. You're going to blow up. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. Just the mere fact that he believed what God was saying was counted to him for righteousness. Uh, do you believe what God is saying? Do you believe what the Lord has told you? You know, this was counted to abraham's righteousness for just believing and you know what comes to mind is that um, there was a man that went to jesus and asked him for he went to jesus asked him for help and the lord told him he said only believe you know so our belief goes a long ways now regardless of how it looks god keeps his word now How it looks can be quite uh, frustrating, quite frightening, nightmarish, troublesome, depressing, hopeless, uh, as if death has (laughs) made a home in the situation and everything has dried up. And so uh, let me say this to, to all the parents, your child, your daughter, your son or children can and may experience some of those things that are mentioned, that I've mentioned, being frightened, nightmares, troubled, depressed. Well, you might think that they're too young to feel that way, but they're not. They could be dealing with something for various reasons that you have overlooked because you're overlooking it. You're not even thinking that they may even, or you may even have noticed it and still ignoring it. But but I want to bring that awareness up because we should not do that. Yes, as small and as young as they are, there are times they feel a certain way and they may not know how to express it. Even if you ask them, they may say no, they don't want it. they don't know what to say. But you see it. So don't ignore it. Just like you and I uh it causes withdrawal it causes eating um uh, it causes a number of things being glued uh, clinging to something to ignore everything else as a pacifier but we have to and must pay attention to those things you know and a hug can make a big difference in the morning it can make a big difference in the afternoon uh, a word um uh, without telling the entire story. We don't have to go through an entire story and tell our history or anything of it, or give them a story, but just a word can make a difference, can make a world of difference for a child or an adult. A Proverbs 15 and 13 says, a man hath joy by the answer of his mouth. And a word spoken in due season, how good it is! And so, what we say, even to ourselves, makes a difference. And you do need to talk to yourself. <laughs> Matter of fact, you you already have talked to yourself. You may not have shared it with nobody, uh, but you you've talking to yourself. You've encouraged yourself at times, and there are times that you may have spoken. Uh, words that was not very encouraging to yourself. So a word spoken in due season makes a difference. A good word. A good word can make the difference. God had given Abraham his word, but it didn't always appear to be manifesting. Now remember, as you read through the scriptures, from, from that 11th and 30th verse all the way through to where we are now, there has been constant affirmations from the Lord that I'm going to do this, even though it didn't seem that way. It didn't appear that way. Maybe you're dealing with something right now that it just doesn't seem like it is going to manifest. I know I've been there and not afraid to say that I'm in, uh, have encountered situations that you know it just seemed like it was not going to happen you didn't know what was going to happen you know what did i say some things seem frightening nightmarish, terrible depressing hopeless and the church world people don't like to talk about those things because they want to say well god is going to take care of it all but as we read through the scriptures we find that people have dealt with various situations and god was with them during the time that they dealt with depression, the time that they dealt with that hopelessness or troublesome situation when it just didn't seem like it was going to manifest. Now, Sarah, chapter uh, Genesis, leading up to where we are in the 21st chapter, is that Sarah tells her husband, uh, look, nothing has happened. You know, she went there. <laughs> she went there god has turned off the plumbing stopped up the drain and if you look for something to happen it it's not happening it it's it it isn't happening man you know so they're having this this intimate conversation don't know um how stern what tone that she used but obviously she felt very frustrated. There is frustration. Yes, sometimes we deal with frustration. And frustration is a form of emotional or mental defeat where things are wearing you down. And before that promise shows up, man, it doesn't mean that you have forgotten the word of God. It doesn't mean that you're not praying, but there are times that you may feel frustrated. And so let's let's be real. I like being transparent. I think um, that ministers all to me that ministers should be transparent. You know, there's a difference. Um, and, and you know, I was having this discussion with a with uh, with someone um, that there's a difference when someone inherits something. They don't deal with the frustration. They don't deal with the, the struggle of. Uh, as if those that that had to that went and started something from scratch and had to build from the ground up because they didn't inherit it they didn't inherit the body and all that came with it and so there's a difference and no one knows what that's like they might have opinions but until you're in that situation you don't know what and, and so there is but no one talks about that they they won't talk about it, they'll criticize it uh, because they don't see something manifesting as they think they should, but uh, put on uh, put on, change places, look and see how things, do. and certainly the, the other side of that is people don't jump up and volunteer when they see um, something that is not happening. They'll talk about it, but they're not volunteering to be of a help. And so we'll talk about that from the word. Uh, on another day but just the fact that there is frustration yes yeah, sometimes we deal with those frustrations and it is something that wears you down uh, before getting to the now we experience different types of frustrations there's personal frustration there is peer pressure frustration there are conditional frustrations and all of these are expressed by feelings of disappointment, disillusion, unfulfilled, disenchanted, and dissatisfied. You know, there are a number of things that the list can go on, uh, but time will not permit, but Sarah felt and she expressed it. She expressed how she felt. Now she is not the only one because Hannah, if Hannah was here, I believe Hannah would say, amen. Amen, Pastor Carl. Amen, Pastor Henderson. Amen, brother. Amen. I, I believe she would, because she dealt with a similar situation. The Bible, you know, the first chapter, about the fourth verse, I'm going to drop down to the fourth verse there. And it says, and when the time was that Elkanah offered, uh, he gave uh, to his first wife, Panea, uh, and all her sons and her daughter's portions. But unto Hannah, he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. And so Hannah had not brought forth a child. Uh, The other wife that was married to him did, sons and daughters, but Sarah had not. And so, as uh, her uh, adversary, the first wife was the adversary to her, provoked her sword. She talked about her, made fun of her for to it made her fret. The Bible said it made her fret. So he saw this woman coming her way. You can only imagine how she how she may have felt. you know, um, maybe she wanted to duck behind something and hope that nobody saw her. Uh, in the process Uh, but this woman made her upset this woman troubled her because the Lord had shut up her womb and as he did so this was year by year every year this wanting her and making fun of her and so they went up to the house of God went up to the house of the Lord so she um, and she was there weeping she was there sad she was there cried to the point where her hunger had left she she didn't want to eat and if you've ever been distraught you felt that way too where you just was not hungry you didn't want to eat nothing and so her husband asks that why are you why are you crying he did his best to comfort her but it wasn't it wasn't working because she was so grieved at the fact that she wanted to have a child she wanted to please her husband you know it meant something in that culture just like it means something today you want to bear fruit in what you're doing, uh, whether it's in business, uh, no matter what the business is, and whether it's uh, God's business, whether it's secular business, whether it's marital business, uh, whatever it is, you want to bear fruit to that. When we look at how the situation impacted her, uh, some was teasing, she was being teased, she was being talked about uh, because the Lord had shut up her womb. Instead of praying for her, she was being mocked and, and mocking her. I'm sure they said something even about her, her, her husband too. might even said that hmm, why he marry her, you know, and went on uh, to say a number of things that, you know, that you can imagine um, that could have and, and would have been said, you know, there was no evangelist or prophet. Some They didn't use the term evangelist then, but they did use a prophet uh, or messengers um, would come. Or an overseer would come with a message. None of that happened. Nobody came to her, and spoke a word over her. And this went on for for year after year. And so, just like it did for Sarah, a year after year, and she cried. She lost her appetite. She was grieved, and I'm sure Sarah probably felt some of those similar things that went on in her life, mental, and emotional pain uh, on the inside. You know, there was suffering because. Uh, feeling distraught. But the day came when God loosed her and she was blessed. Now, the 17th verse of that same uh, chapter of, of Samuel, first Samuel. It says, then Eli said, go in peace and the God of Israel, grant thee thy petition. Now, now, after all this time, uh, the word of the Lord is spoken over her by Eli what she has asked of him is going to happen. And she said, let thy hand may find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat and her countenance was no more sad. And when she did receive the word of the Lord, her countenance changed and they rose up early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord. Now I begin to think about how many people ask the Lord for blessings and different things and then when they they are a recipient of those things they don't go to worship they don't go to tell him thank you people um, love sending a prayer request via text message emails uh, through another person that they've met you know asking god to do things but do they go and worship him after that request has been made or after the lord has done what they uh, how many times have you seen I know i have seen it numerous times where people came and said i, I can you pray for me and or counsel me and, and how i might obtain what i'm looking for and what i want and then after they get it they're gone and they leave and go somewhere else uh, i i know a woman that that came and now she's at another church people make all kind of excuses as to what they want a brother uh, came, made a promise, uh, God, if you bless me to get this supervisor role, I'm going to be faithful. I haven't seen that brother since that day. Whether he got it or not, there's nothing to be angry at God for. Maybe the Lord wanted wanted, uh, wanted to spend some more time with you. But do we worship after we receive what we have obtained from the Lord? The Bible said, and so they returned and came to the house room and And she did conceive. She did. uh, Hannah did conceive. Now, regardless of how it looks, he keeps his word. God keeps his word. Now, Genesis, the uh, 18th chapter, uh, Matthew 11 verse says, now Sarah, now Abraham and Sarah were old. They were old. There is no other way. The Bible says they were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. And, you know, you ladies um, have certain conversations with with other women, with your mom or auntie or, you know, another female. And and guys do the same thing. We have our conversations about different things, you know, which are um, to us of importance. But the Bible said they were old. Both of them were old. And so therefore sarah laughed within herself saying i'm i'm old now i've waxed old shall i have pleasure um my lord being also old are we are we both getting ready to have are we gonna have pleasure in this what, what's going on because the lord had spoken uh, god himself the judge of the universe was at their house manifested so if anyone ever tell you that god has never no, God has manifested himself. And he sat down and ate food at Abraham's house. All right. And, and so he told her that, that Sarah is going to have a child. And Sarah laughed. And the Lord said unto Abraham, wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, shall I of a surety bear a child when I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? And that's what we have to remember. We have to remind ourselves, is anything too hard for God? told you, you're going to talk to yourself at the time appointed. I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. So here it is. God is speaking uh, something to him, telling him this is going to happen. It's going to happen. And remember, regardless of how it looks, uh, God keeps his word. And, and so I, I hope you can receive this age has nothing. Uh, doesn't have nothing to do with, with God does not limit him it doesn't limit him now you can limit god you can stop him from doing certain things now it, it, read in the book of of um, uh, matthews 13 chapter and, and you'll find this out as it has occurred but also i mentioned that um the fact that what abraham believed the word of god is counted to him for righteousness and when the man and read through the New Testament, the man went to the Lord and asked for healing within his house. He was told to believe. And, and so belief. our belief plays a major role in what, we, in what goes on in our lives day to day. Listen, when God opens the door, don't you close it. Now, someone said, well, God opened the door. You can't close it yet. Yeah, you better think again. Uh, things, things to occur. You can counteract what is about to transpire. Now, yes, God opens a door. The enemy can't close it. But you, that door is open. If you don't believe, you're not going to walk through it. If you don't believe the door is open, you're not going to turn the handle. You're not going to do anything. It's just going to be a door there. And eventually, is going that opportunity is going to be gone. Now, Genesis the twenty-first chapter, where we were, it says, uh, "Begin at that first verse." And the Lord visited Sarah as He had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as He had spoken. So the God visited Sarah; He kept His word, and He did just what He was going to do. He turned back the hands of time. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken. So at one point, Sarah thought this could and would never happen. Yes, Sarah didn't. She was struggling with this. She was struggling with it. She hung in there. but she was struggling with it. She didn't leave her husband, you know, Um, this wasn't one of those moments where what, um, in the movies, they say it is, it's complicated. Yeah. In the movies, they, everybody likes using that, that term is complicated when it's really not complicated. She didn't leave her husband. Now, age, time, circumstances did, uh, did not appear to be in her favor. And some things, and sometimes the things don't appear to be in your favor. But remember, God has set things in motion. Now, God's emotions and so it's going to uh, is going to happen according to his time and his will. We used to sing a song. Uh, you can't hurry, God. Oh, no, you, just... you got to trust him in his own time, no matter how it takes, no matter how long it takes. He's a God. You cannot hurry. He'll be there. Don't you worry. He may not come when you want him, but he's always right on time and and so when god set things in motion now we sing that song i haven't heard anybody sing that in a a long time matter of fact i hadn't even thought about it until just now but there are some things that we want to make happen instantly and the truth is is that it didn't occur overnight to get the situation that evolved didn't occur overnight it just it, it took some time it built up to a certain place and, but we want a quick fix. Now, we have to be careful. The Bible tells us to be careful for nothing. Uh, yes, be careful for nothing. So that means you got to watch out with the people you hang around because you've been in the wrong place, wrong time. Find yourself in a situation that you that you're having trouble getting out of if you get out of it. You know, so we got to be careful, not let your evil be good. Now let your good be evil spoken of. That's what the scripture says. Don't let your good be evil spoken of. So you got to be careful. We got to be very careful in what we do. So we're we're supposed to consider our ways. We're supposed to consider our footsteps, where we're going, what we're doing, what we're listening to. We're supposed to be consider all these things because they all come to a final conclusion at one time or another. Now, friend, there are a series of events that have been set in motions. Uh, events appear to appear to be rough. They appear to go against a grade. Um, but understand something to make that furniture that you're sitting on a chair, that, uh, to make that, um, that item that you're using, uh, it, it was carved out of wood and it had to be shaped. It had to go against a grade. And so it will appear to be Uh, The potter's wheel, when you walk by and see some clay being worked on, there are tools, knives, scrapers, and all kinds of things that go into that to make it into the the cup or bowl or plate or whatever is being uh, made, including the heat and the fire. So it's not always fun. And you're going to feel the work (laughs) that is being performed on you. You know, and it doesn't mean that God is not there and it doesn't mean that you don't have his favor. They saw the hand of God at work, even while they were dealing with the situations, even while they were waiting on God. They saw his hand at work. Remember, in Egypt, they saw his hand at work. In Sodom and Gomorrah, they saw his hand at work. Uh, Even um, with Abimelech, they saw his hand at work. They saw different things occurring. And those are the only things that we are aware of. OK, now, the third verse is Abraham called the name of his son unto him and the Sarah that she bare him. Isaac, Isaac, means one who laughs or rejoices, And so he will laugh. Uh, Abraham is laughing. Sarah is laughing and they have reason to laugh. You'll look back at situations that you and in the moment it didn't seem funny, but you'll be able to look back sometime and laugh, even if you're laughing at yourself. It don't hurt to laugh at yourself. Maybe you remember something you did that you knew you should not have done while you were waiting on the situation. And you say, and you, you know, you kind of hit yourself in the head and say, man, that was dumb. And you laugh about it. Abraham and Sarah look back at the situation and laugh, you know, they can set, they can write in the dirt, LOL, or maybe they're going to write LMBO. you know? As they think about the situation, maybe Isaac is looking like, well, what is L-M-B-O? What is that? You know, listen, and Abraham circumcised his son, Isaac, being eight old, as um, God had commanded him. Now, remember circumcision, when we read about it, it was about, I think it was about the 17th chapter where God gives him promise and all the people, the men of the house were circumcised, all of them all of the men, the servants, everybody, Um, I believe uh, uh, the son of uh, Hagar with that that little triangle of things that went on where Sarah just was like, hey, you know, you might as well marry Hagar and and have a child. Uh, Ishmael, he was circumcised. By this time, he's about 14 years old, and he's circumcised. All these, Abraham is old, he gets circumcised. So Uh, For that that time, uh, that circumcision was based upon the promise that God had told him to do it. And so they all walked around a little pain for a for a moment there. And so now Abraham is 100 years old when his son Isaac is born unto him. And Sarah said, God hath made me to laugh so that all that here will laugh with me. We're all going to be at this. This is a trip. I'm a. I'm 90 years old. You're 100 years old, and we had a baby. We had a baby. What a story to tell. That that's something that they are going to and was talking about for a for, I don't know how long, but it's something to talk about. And she said, "Who would have said it? And who would have believed this? If I would have." That Abram and I was going to have a child at, at, at our age, who would believe that? And Sarah should have given that 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 what I thought had dried up. Ladies, you know you got terms that you use when you talk about upper body experience and different things, which I cannot and will not go into. But she's like, hey, who would have said that, you know, this child would have, that I would have been able to breastfeed a child. Who would have said um, that I would have been able to do that? You know, I, I want to say something about powdered milk here, but I'm trying to be good. Listen, for I born unto him a son in his old age. And the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast at the same day that Isaac was weaned. So now Isaac is. Is we meaning that he is no longer being breastfed and he's eating food. He's doing well on his own as far as his growth. And so they're celebrating this. And when Isaac stopped, uh, they had had this celebration. Do we celebrate our child's, our children's accomplishments? I know we we congratulate and celebrate when they graduate school and, you know, birthday parties. But birthday parties, I don't think we even talk about accomplishments during a birthday party. We just say you're another year older, Hooray, You know, we have birthday parties. But is there anything that has been accomplished, especially as we get older? Is there anything that we that has been accomplished for that birthday? Do we encourage uh, better, When we when we have a party, a celebration, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to celebrate if they're doing well in math. That's a reason to celebrate doing well in reading science and so on. Those are reasons to celebrate, too. We encourage better. And so as we encourage better is because we're also taking initiative to 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 help them help our children in those areas. And um, you know, one of the things that when a child, what they did um, back in the day was that they would take dates, you know, you know, dates are sweet. And in order to help a child start sucking, they would rub the dates on the child's lip um, uh, to get there, get them to start um, sucking, moving their, inhaling, sucking and moving their mouth be, uh, to get so they can breastfeed them. What are we doing to encourage math reading and science and everything what are we doing to entreat them our children or even ourselves to do better to learn more to start sucking on in those areas now that we're older you know um, we want to celebrate and there are a lot of reasons to celebrate one of the main things is when we wean ourselves from acting or being babies in some areas is really celebrate uh, no more excuses no nope. you're not going to be eight you know being breastfed um no excuses you know but making a difference growing as the child grew and they celebrated now the 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 first verse says, and the Lord visited Sarah. The Lord visited Sarah, just like he said he would. You know, God is a, I wanna say he is a man of his word, the same as all of us should be, men and women of our word. It it may not, you know, regardless of how it looks, he's gonna keep his word. We can trust him, we can depend on him because the day is going to come when he's going to visit you like he visited Sarah, as he said, and the Lord is going to do for you as he did unto Sarah, as he has spoken. Listen, let's share the word of God with someone, encourage their hearts to let them know that regardless you know regardless of how it looks that he keeps his word he does he keeps his word continue to pray for us as we're praying for you and now may the grace of god and the sweet communion of the holy ghost rest rule and abide henceforth now and forevermore bless your lord jesus mighty god mighty god bless your lord Bless you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your grace, Lord. Thank you for keeping your word. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> nope. What kind of knife did they use? you know when you read the scripture and think about different things that they went through and did they were using some natural herbs maybe it didn't tell us but a hey, thank god for 2023 yes